0: The name of the episode is like double date, like in two
1: ways. You want us to say it at the same time and then we can have it like double date and you can do like an echo. <laughs> double date. Date,
0: date, date,
1: date. <laughs> Was the silence enough? Yes, yeah, so you want to, right? So you're telling me there's a
0: chance. Caitlin, welcome to the 90th episode of How I Met Your
1: Mother. I'm glad you called that out because I also had noted it in my notes. Hey, Because we were wondering,
0: yeah, we were wondering last time Mm -hmm. uh, what episode this was overall because we know we're coming up on the big triple digits.
1: So I know we said we're going to do a live watch for the 100th episode. I have a proposal for the next live watch.
0: Like not this one and the next one? Yep,
1: the one after that. What is it? Zoo or false. I, I think we should all suffer together with you. And that will be the only time I watch it. Right. And that'll be it.
0: Yeah. And then we, um, you and I
1: can do a recording right after just our initial impressions after. because it doesn't deserve a full episode.
0: I'm cool with it. Yeah. I think that that sounds great. So look out, guys. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get to see me just rage texting in the message box. I can't wait. I li- uh. I can't even believe, I can't even believe. It. Anyway, so uh, um, people are loving our new theme song. We're back for season five. Yes, so uh, good. Got, got some great feedback on it. People keep saying it's very chill, which I love. Yeah. Trying a new vibe, so that's mm-hmm. amazing. And I saw a really sweet thing happening on Twitter this week where our HB family mm-hmm. was wishing I each other that. happy birthdays and, and just showing each other love and I always love that so much when I see them interacting, mm-hmm. well you guys, interacting with each other, welcoming in new members. Yeah. It's just it's just so sweet. So please keep being as awesome as you are. If you would like to be part of the Hey Beautiful family, the HB family, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Hey Beautiful Pod, and we're growing bigger every day. That's what she said. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of growing as a family, we have over 115 ratings on Apple Podcasts. So thank you, everybody, who's rating and reviewing the show. My birthday is coming up. By the time you hear this, I may already be 35. So a great birthday present for me would be more reviews on Apple Podcasts because we are trying to break into... The Apple Podcast top 100, 200 list, whichever one actually shows up on the app. Be wild. Yeah. So I really, I really would appreciate that as a birthday gift. It's free, it's easy, and it helps us a lot. Last but not least, we got a lovely email from one of our listeners. So I wanted to read it at the top of the show. This is from Brooke in Detroit. And Brooke says, Hey guys, I love Himyum and have enjoyed watching and listening to the show and podcast simultaneously. It's so much fun. I just want to say I appreciate the real talk that you guys have just about life. As a 22-year-old black woman born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, I know we have lived different lives, but just hearing about how you guys navigate Going through life while remaining positive is inspiring. Oh, thank you so much, Brooke. That's really sweet. A little
1: baby. I know the, her whole world. Yep, ahead of her. Your
0: whole life's ahead of you, Brooke. And oh. yeah, we we have obviously, definitely lived different lives, mm. but there are some things that are universal, and that's what brings us all to How I Met Your Mother, right? Yeah, love and breakups and makeups and friendships and
1: just the journey of life doppelgangers oh, you know? yes, yes.
0: <laughs> so uh, with with all that said stay tuned at the end we have 15 legendary moments Woo-hoo. from listeners like you and now let's get into double date this episode of hey beautiful is brought to you by our patreon almighty five level members adam russell tish johnny and ben And thanks to all of our patrons for their support of this show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month, and you'll receive all the perks we offer. You can join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Caitlin, I can't believe Mardi Gras is already over, but you know why that's really good news? Why? Because that means our favorite holiday is right around the corner. (laughs) Easter, everybody.
1: Easter. Oh, my God. How could I
0: forget? <laughs> How can we forget? And you know what's the best part of Easter? What, Kate? The, the, the treats that you the can you get I on Easter. Because yes. literally, what else is Easter without delicious sweets? And mm. so we think, of course, a great way to celebrate and tell your friends happy <laughs> Easter all year long <laughs> is to go to rachelscookiesandtreats.com and and get some of them homemade cookies and treats. (laughs) I can't even,
1: like, formulate words right now. (laughs) I just, you got, that was just so good. I sprang sprang that on, Caitlin. Chef's kiss for you. But but
0: in all seriousness.
1: In all seriousness. We're talking all real
0: ingredients, no preservatives, made in small batches, woman-owned business. Yes. These are all things that we love. We know you love them, too. And to top it all off, our HB family gets 25% off any order ever. 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 You just need to go to the website, rachelscookiesandtreats.com, enter our promo code HBFAM, all caps, and you can order 25% more cookies and treats for you and your
1: friends. And you can use that code as much as you want. Or just for you. Or just for you. That's what I did. I ordered three and a half dozen cookies the other day. So I just waiting on love those to come in. It. I love it so much. A full dozen of <sighs> the, the molasses. Uh, molasses and peanut butter.
0: Ooh, good ones. Yum. Yes. I saw on Instagram, you guys got to
1: follow them on Instagram too. Oh, yeah. Those bouquets of cookies that they made. <gasps> How creative. Loved. So good looking. Too. I just wanted to like eat all of mm, them. Those iced lemon cookies, which mm. are my absolute favorite. Uh, I
0: ordered those. Yes. <laughs> um, and they will ship anywhere in the continental US. So if you can't go home for Easter or any other holiday you celebrate, or you just want to say, I love you, I hate this pandemic, it's a great mm-hmm. way to celebrate. So yeah, Rachel's cookies and treats Use our code HB FAM and Get get those cookies ordered for Easter. Happy Easter, Kate. Happy Easter, Caitlin. <laughs> this is season five, episode it's two. Sexy
1: Mike, it's just double a- date. She looks good.
0: As we like said, this is
1: shut the fuck. up. Okay, so her getting <laughs> just excited. I'll mute myself.
0: But I can still.
1: Oh no, I can't
0: hear you if you mute. Okay, so this is season five, episode two. Overhead. Over <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll keep it tight. So many. T- <laughs> okay this is season five episode two double date. date 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 as we said this is the 90th episode of how Wild. i met your mother it first aired on september 28th 2009 and our writer is matt Kuhn, who we've seen before and our director is pam Fryman, of course and she did some great work in this episode I
1: have another really good party story. Oh. Did you know <laughs> someone named Matt? Jeremy? <laughs> no, I know someone named that who's born on September 28th. That's actually a better one. I know. But That's I forgot to say story. that the point was Anna and Adam. The first one, Legendary Model, was from believe Anna, we're doing then, this then the again. next one was from Adam. I know. Cut it out. I can't believe we're done. <laughs> cut
0: it out. So and this is one of the episodes where I personally think. The B plot is better than the A plot. Oh,
1: yes. A hundred percent. Okay. I mean, I love
0: the A plot, and I think that there's a lot of great lessons well, there that we'll get into.
1: Is it really the A plot, then?
0: Mmm. Well, I mean, it's the Ted plot, right? And that's supposed to be, like, the spine of the, sh- of the sh- episode. But, I mean, this is the introduction of the doppelgangers. Oh, so good. Like, right up front, it's going to be hard to beat that runner that gets yeah. set up for season five. We're going to be talking about doppelgangers a lot. So anyway, we have a very quick cold open. The quickest I think we've seen when there has mm. been one. Um, and it's basically just setting up the whole, the, the conceit of the episode, which is the fact that we're going to be uh, walking through these two dates um, that Ted's been on with the same girl. And, you know, so double date. Uh, date. Date, 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 date. <laughs> So, they do this, you know, with the clothing. We see Ted's goatee, his shirt buttoned or unbuttoned, mm-hmm. her weird 2002 shirt with like the, the crisscross. That was yeah. definitely a thing. And it the, was. the bangs. Um, but even. Which are
1: now fringe.
0: Fringe. Well, that's what they called them in England forever. Well, now
1: that's what the, the like white, basic white girls are calling it. Ugh. Yeah, they ruined it. They ruined yeah. everything.
0: So, basically, they're going to. To do this, you know, with jokes about the clothing and also, like, the historical context. We'll get into that. Um, but it turns out that Ted and this woman went on this exact same date with each other seven years ago. Wild. Um, and I was like, how is, how could that possibly happen? But, I mean, it was a different time. It was pre-social media,
1: mm-hmm. right? And- it could have been two, a different friend, too.
0: Oh, introducing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they look very different. Facial hair, bangs. Like it
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was enough that, that it's feasible. And apparently this is loosely based on something that did happen to somebody. Really? Yeah. I, I saw it on one of the forums or whatever when I was researching for the episode. Apparently, I don't know how this person is connected to the show because mm-hmm. they only name them... I think it's like C Chan is like the name that there's attached to this story. So they changed it enough that it wasn't the same. But yeah, they went on a date and it was the same thing where at some point in the date they said the exact same thing. And like with the shellfish thing. So it, it was That's
1: wild. Yeah,
0: it happened. I think it was in, in San Francisco it happened. So it really did happen. So if you feel like it's unbelievable, it's happened at least once in real life
1: that's insane
0: and think of how much dating you have to do to like forget people you know
1: yeah that's kind of insulting because I'm trying
0: to think I mean I went on a couple of dates and I don't know if I would recognize them on the street but I would know when I was sitting across from them I would hope
1: I was the second date in a it was like a a double date situation where a friend of mine met somebody at a wedding, mm-hmm. and they wanted to go out on a date. But they each brought a friend, and I was the friend. Yeah. And so that's the always guy. Fun. Yeah, it's the guy <laughs> I was on the date with was a total scumbag. He was just like a gross human being. Oh. But his friend, Brian, Chris ended up playing hockey with years later, and I didn't even realize it for a while. I was like, why does he look so familiar? Whoa. And I I had, like, dinner with him. He, I mean, I wasn't on the date with him, but, Yeah, like, right, but still he was there. And It had a full evening. Like, we went out for dinner and had drinks and
0: couldn't at, place him.
1: Nope. Wow.
0: That's wild. Yeah, I don't... That hasn't happened to me yet, but maybe at some point in my life it will. So, anyway um that's all we get. like the setup of that of
1: that a plot it would be a great time to talk about Lindsay sloan
0: yeah definitely
1: the girl who plays jen mm-hmm. and where do you recognize her from sabrina the teenage witch where do you
0: recognize her from
1: she's sexy she's cute <gasps> she's popular big red. She's big red she's big red that's right that's my favorite that's my favorite, uh, Lindsay Sloan.
0: Oh, it's it's the best, but I just can't get her But yeah, her I, being knew, I knew her
1: immediately from... Like
0: the whiny, annoying, depressed friend on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like, the, I think it was the later episodes she was mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah, Lindsay Sloan. Big. She's been a ton of it. stuff,
1: and... From early on, too. Pretty much like everything from the 90s that was good, like the Wonder Years, My So Called Life, ooh. a CBS school break special, Dharma and Greg, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Amazing. So many good things. Yeah.
0: Nice, nice frequency.
1: Um, oh, recently she is on an episode of I'm Sorry. She plays a grocery woman, which also has Amir Talai in it. <gasps> hey! Yeah, so a crossover. Him and
0: connections.
1: Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: at the bar, Barney comes in really excited with t- four tickets he probably made at work to uh, the <laughs> Origins of Chewbacca exhibit. Um, so obviously this is a way for the for him to shed the ladies and just mm-hmm. get Marshall by himself. Um, Lily looking hot as usual this season. Um, but Marshall is so excited cause he's like, this will be our first double date. And so that's the first, you know, the time we hear the word double date.
1: Yep. And Robin has an ominous comment. She says, isn't this a little early mm. to do something in our relationship that will end the relationship?
0: Yeah. Mm. This, this is the episode where we start seeing, we're already seeing cracks, right? Like, yeah. But I think because they're, they seem so similar Everybody, myself included, when I first watched it, we just, like, ignored the cracks, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just being Barney and Robin, but now that I'm watching it, I'm like, no, Robin's, like, legit, like, legit upset, but they're just never going to talk about it. Right. Um, So, yeah, so obviously it ends up being just Marshall and Barney together in the cab, um, and I said, at this point, Marshall should know better than to think Barney is taking him where he says. This is... Not even the third time that that Barney has, like, kidnapped one of them and brought them to uh, some other shady location. (sighs) Esteban doors.
1: Like... You just never should go alone with Barney when he's he's excited about where they're going. The
0: Liberty Bell? Hello, Philadelphia? He got
1: Ted on a fucking
0: plane. Like, crazy. (gasps) So... Marshall is just so jazzed, and he's talking about how mm-hmm. he hopes they have a Wookiee to English phrase book, which is just so sweet. It
1: is so, cool.
0: so this, yeah, so this is a continuation of us seeing Marshall's love for for Chewy. Um that was Chewbacca was Lily's nickname. Mm-hmm. That actually Ted gave her, and spoiler alert, but Marshall loved it because she wore shiny belts and she's very loyal. <laughs> and, and also in front porch, we see Lily breaking up Ted and his Star Wars girlfriend and Marshall is dressed as Chewbacca. So um, then Barney reveals the ruse because obviously it's in Houston this year. Everybody knows
1: that. Uh, sadly, there is no origins of Chewbacca. Exhibit no.
0: I'm no. so sorry for you mostly because I've never seen yeah. any of the Star Wars.
1: Such a shame. I know. Uh, it's a shame. I
0: know. I'm basically Stella. So we find out that ye- that Barney did this to Ted a few years ago and he was in the full Chewbacca regalia. And it was all to get Ted to go to a lethal injection,
1: which is so fucked up. It's so fucked
0: up. And then like, he's like, we're what? still stopping for chili dogs. Stop the cap. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Um, but this time, no lethal injection. It's it's small potatoes comparatively. They're just going to the Lusty Leopard, Barney's favorite strip club. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where we, dar- we start to see Barney comparing himself to Marshall and Lily. Like, the comparisons are beginning, but of course, he can't just be observing and sort of taking notes and seeing, like, what's good about them and using it for his relationship. He has to position it as, oh, we're obviously better than Marshall and Lily. Yeah, it be
1: competitive. It's a
0: competitive thing. Um, but methinks he doth protest too much, you know? He's, mm-hmm. he's so confident in how cool Robin is to the point that he has to, like, lie to get out of telling her that he's going to a strip club. And then when they're there, all he can do is, like, pick – at Lily and Marshall's relationship to try and destabilize them, so he right. feels better. <sighs> so oh, barnacle. So yeah, it's it's basically going as we could have imagined it would go for you know a borderline sociopath to be in a long term relationship.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, on Ted's date with Jen, they're basically uh, reliving their forgotten date from seven years before. Um, you know, Ted takes her to the same restaurant. Jen is still between jobs. Yeah. I hate how Ted is just like, I teach architecture. No, dude, you're a fucking professor at Columbia. Yeah. Well, that's that, impressive.
0: Yeah, but he, I mean, he clearly still thinks that he's settled. Although, you know, he loved it. But it's its definitely a testament to, like, how life can crush you over the course of seven years, right? That like, is true. he was so hopeful and full of joy and and promise about being an architect. I mean even 4 years ago when we first started seeing Ted, you know, in in New York and and pursuing mm-hmm. that, he was so starry-eyed about it. And now he's just like, I got discount at the bookstore, so that's pretty cool. Like I mean, just, that is cool. yeah, he's just growing up and and settling into a mm. uh, a role that his suits 30s. him. Yeah, his 30s. It's a role that suits him, but maybe he's still having trouble Letting go of the big dream.
1: That's that's a good point. All right. Fair enough. Um, Meanwhile, back at the Lessie Leopard, we have Marshall who keeps holding up his ring finger (laughs) and like ducking, refuses to make eye contact, really uncomfortable, which Barney doesn't understand because it's you're just looking, you know, it's like basically fantasizing. It's harmless. But the look on Marshall's face just gives it away. He's ashamed. (laughs) And has to explain to Barney that for him it's a little complicated because even just thinking about another, another woman <clears throat> feels way too much like cheating. Yeah. So he feels guilty. So if he's going to fantasize about another woman, he has to have a different sort of, you know, fantasy. First.
0: <sighs> oh, my God. This scene. It is so good. This oh, is so good. Do you it's want like to talk about the, it? The fuzzy, the,
1: just like the fuzzy it's edges. Like the Vaseline.
0: The Vaseline the on the lens. It's very like soap opera hospital scene, right? Like, I had
1: the music in my head like the other night. I was laying in bed and it was just like those oh, notes. The so, like, piano It was just like, notes. oh
0: my God, yeah. So good. Oh. Um, God, we're not even sorry. Oh, the one hiccup, which is like. Yeah. I said that to Liz. I was like, anytime someone coughs on TV, they're fucking dead. Like, no cough is an accident. And so Lily has that one hiccup, and then it's it's really they just— They look at each other. Yeah, it's just downhill from there. It's just downhill from there.
1: <laughs> I, I made Chris watch that scene with me. He was cracking up. It's so good, you know. So, yeah, basically, Marshall has to fantasize that Lily gets this totally rare, fatal, very legitimate mm-hmm. hiccup disease— and yes. after six months, you know, he spares no expense, of course, for her care, but she just, she doesn't pull through. Yeah. Um, I love when, right before she she dies, Marshall, you see him, he's looking really determined and he, like, pops the <laughs> paper, paper, paper bag <laughs> and Lily just looks listless and bored.
0: <laughs> I wrote that one. I highlighted that one. I'm glad you talked about it. That was... Yeah, Marshall's,
1: like, so determined looking, but... You know, she tells him that it's time, and, and Marshall goes, I'll never love again. But she wants him to be happy because she loves him. So she says that, you know, after an appropriate amount of years, yeah, he should right. find someone else. Someone like that bussy delivery girl from that one time. From
0: that one time. who And she's tall and blonde, which is the opposite of the our short little opposite fiery Opposite of red Lily, and, and, and she's like the... The epitome of, of what you would imagine Marshall would be attracted to outside of Lily.
1: Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, once Lily dies. Um, and even the, the priest at Lily's funeral... You know, seconds her uh, her dying wishes and tells Marshall that's how he needs to honor her memory. And so, uh, <clears throat> an appropriate amount of uh, number of years later, we find Marshall doing some little like miniatures, miniatures. <laughs> by himself, and you hear that same piano music. Oh my god! And then the doorbell rings, <clears throat> and lo and behold, it's a delivery, and it's that busty delivery girl from that one time. That one, time. and I love. Marshall looks up tells him this one's for Lily and this like <laughs> rips off his shirt and goes at it. <laughs> and Marsh and so then we come back to the the strips club scene and Barney's disgusted. He's just like so horrified. Um and of course again accepts a challenge that nobody gives him and decides to be Marshall's uh the wingman of his mind, right? Mm-hmm. And he says it- to him, you know, just put Lily out of your mind and just concentrate on the next woman who comes out there. And of course, who is it, Kate? J-j-j- Jasmine, <laughs> aka
0: Stripper Lily. Stripper Lily, doppelganger number 3. A couple things here. So, the doctor in the fantasy is Rizwan Manji and he's in Shits Creek and he's so <gasps> good in that. He has like Oh my god. Yeah, he has Duh. Like, He's like eight different he owns like eight different businesses in
1: town. Every business, like every business, he happens to be the and owner. He was on the town council. I fucking too. love it. Like
0: he's the realtor. He does photography. Anything Shits Creek needs, honestly, he is. He has carrying that town on his back. Let's be real. He's versatile. That's let's, let's be real. He's so versatile. Um, and one of the blogs pointed out that in Marshall's fantasy, Barney is wearing a suit to Lily's funeral, mm. which contradicts. Barney's usual funeral attire, which Where is he, he dresses down for a funeral because it's a sad occasion. But it's a fantasy, so I would say this isn't a goof. Right. It's just it's just Marshall's idea of of the fantasy. So we're gonna we're gonna let that one slide. Um and then lastly, this little bit. Whenever Barney throws himself this much into his friend's life, you know there's something he's not wanting to deal with in his own right because like Marshall doesn't need a wingman for his fantasies like none of this is useful or Mm -hmm. necessary he is just being so adamant that Robin is cool with this while we're watching her be very uncool with it so he's clearly he's clearly acting out um and we will see how that goes for him so back on Ted's first date he takes all the women to the same place and apparently walks them all through like the same exact kind of date where it's
1: boring, boring,
0: it, very boring. And it's like, it's the, it's the restaurant. Then they go to McLaren. So they must maybe be within like walking distance, all very easy for him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then up to the roof. Like that's a lot for a first mm-hmm. date. That's a lot for mm-hmm. a first date. Um and before we get into like the actual scene, I'm obsessed with the wine glasses on the table. They're like these flat bottom. Ooh, check I don't those know that out. I them. They're really. I cool. was just
1: obsessed with Jen's 2009 outfit and hair.
0: Listen, I love I love all of it except for the shoe. The shoe, oh. but the shoe is very 2009. Like I, I had shoes yeah, like right. that. Right. I can't I be mad the at the shoe or but the, the fact time, that it's I don't,
1: black at the same time we don't have to like it. No, we don't, those we things don't can don't be like true. it.
0: Yeah, 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 but it was very it was very accurate. Mm-hmm. The 2009 mm-hmm. was very accurate. So the necklace, oh, the, oh, everything. Oh, all of it. The the wave to the hair, mm-hmm. it was all. Mm-hmm. So back on the date, we get the shellfish joke, um, put a pin in that because we will see him say it again. Um and they realize in that moment as he says the joke, and she responds to it, and he responds, they realize they have this deja vu of, oh, my God, we have done this exact... Oh my God. ...this exact
1: date. <clears throat> miserable. That's miserable.
0: <sighs> so they both just have this, like, face crack moment, mm-hmm. and they start figuring out why the date didn't go well, um, and try to, like, piece together what happened that night and why they didn't end up dating more. Um we find such out a Ted
1: Mosby move.
0: Such a Ted Mosby move, like the whole retracing. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's very whimsical, right? But it gives us a chance to to like see Jen's outfit, see Jen's outfit a little more, see it on the move, and also to talk about <laughs> first dates and like yeah, yeah, those quote unquote mistakes you, people make on a first date, which aren't mistakes, but we'll get into that. Um, they're red flags. Yeah, they're red flags. So, I love that Ted puts it that they've done a complete lap mm-hmm. of all the single people in New York, which I'm sure is like a, a, a horrible fear for people who have been dating for a long it's time. New York City. You know what I mean? Like a magic. Yeah. So, they decide to have this seven year late post mortem on that night um, to figure out why they're still single. Um, you know, of course, Ted is fucking pretentious and points out errors on the menu. Um, Jen didn't do the check dance. She, but you know what? Hmm.
1: She's between fucking jobs, Ted. Yeah. You're an architect. That's right. Come on. That's right. It's not about being a gentleman. It's about being like a better and decent person. You're right. And helping somebody out. You're
0: right. She was I like, was so mad you about You know that. I can't pay. Why would I do the dance? But she really didn't know. I mean, I couldn't not do the dance. Same. I couldn't not do the dance. But I take
1: responsibility for everything. And I feel like, yeah, I don't know.
0: That's. I just remember a lot story. of a lot of the early dates with Liz. She paid, which was great, um, and very nice of her. But she would always be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and the check came, just never got old, right, babes? She's not listening.
1: Um, Chris told me that he's like, <gasps> "Yo, he's like, I work. You're a single mom, and you're going to grad school. Like, yeah. I got it. Don't yeah. even try. Yeah, yeah. No, it was." I would, I I would, would, we did the
0: check dance a lot. And for the first Mm -hmm. several, like a lot of dates, she wouldn't let me pay. And then eventually she let us, let me treat her. We would split it. But any, even now when we're out and she picks, oh, it's been over a year, right? Um, (laughs) Since we've had to look at a fucking check and at a table. But she just always is very dramatic about the amount on the check, even if it's a $19 check like Ted does.
1: Um, expect, does she expect a standing ovation?
0: I think, ironically, she does. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, Bless, but I would give her one. I know she's, adorable. she's so sweet. She deserves it. So,
0: um, mm-hmm. so yeah, they're going to retrace the whole night and and just really quarterback it, and we we're going to get this cool editing of both couples in the frame, and so mm-hmm. they're literally following themselves around the city, which is which is a cool a cool way to do it.
1: <clears throat> I know. I really enjoyed watching that
0: and apparently this was supposed to be in season 4 this episode but they tabled it because of the complicated filming that it was going to take um mm. and i guess when they when they wanted to do this for season 4 they hadn't yet been um approved for a fifth season
1: wow yeah
0: so they kind of were like this is too complicated If we get a fifth season, we can do it then. So it almost didn't happen.
1: And I wonder what the B plot would have been like, uh, or would Barney and Robin have gotten together earlier? Because Mm -hmm. as we already talked about, the B plot's the best part. Right.
0: But the B plot is really, I mean, sure, it's a little bit about about barney and robin but it's really about like the doppelgangers right so yeah. i mean
1: i guess that they i guess it could have gone anywhere yeah but stripper lily's a good doppelganger <sighs> so fucking good i mean it, you know what it's barney doesn't really need an excuse to go to the strip club exactly may, any conversation could have happened.
0: exactly there. exactly so i mean the the robin stuff yeah just sort of fit in nicely yeah. and made it a little more interesting
1: Very true. Yeah. We have Marshall and Barney rushing into McLaren's, and Barney's like giddy and excited. Um, Can't wait to share the news with the girls, but Marshall wants him to keep quiet because remember, they were supposed to be at a Wookiee convention, not the Leslie Leopard. But how can Barney keep this news in? They found the third doppelganger. And so uh we back up a little bit and learn that we've already found two of mm-hmm. two other doppelgangers doppelgangers from the group. We've got lesbian Robin. Amazing. Ugh. I love her pants and boots. She was Ugh. I mean, Lesbian Robin was cuffing her fucking pants before
0: all the cool kids on TikTok did it, you know? She looked good. She looked she looked, looked like a lesbian.
1: I loved it. Uh, and then we had Mar- uh, Mustached Marshall, who is apparently a Spanish attorney.
0: Senor right, like just- Justicia. Right? Yeah.
1: Something. I don't know. I don't, I don't speak
0: I English, think it's, but- hang on, let me make sure I'm pronouncing that correctly.
1: Yeah, and look up what it is. He was on the back of a bus, so that's why I figured it was.
0: Oh, Senor Justicia is how you pronounce it.
1: Posticia. Which
0: means, Senor Justice, Mister Justice. Okay. Yeah. So, Mustache Marshall. <laughs> of course, Mustache Marcel, Mustache Marshall is a lawyer. Hmm. So, like, we'll find we'll find that the doppelgangers, egos? yeah, like the the doppelgangers do have a connection. They aren't just these random, these random people. Like, the, there is a little some bit of truth to them. And so we have the uh, Latino lawyer.
1: Señor mm-hmm. Justicia. Thank you.
0: And then also we have Lesbian Robin. And I mean Robin has always been a tomboy. Her dad basically raised her as a boy. Um we've seen this haircut on Robin before. So there is a little there is a little gay in Robin. Nothing
1: wrong with
0: that. Little by bi- a little bisexual Robin. I thought this episode was all about bisexual oh, Lily, mad. but we'll get there. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: Um, But anyway, they come clean that they were actually at a strip club because it's pretty hard to say where you found Stripper Lily if it wasn't at a strip club. Mm -hmm. And Lily and Robin have very different reactions, very different reactions, especially from maybe what you would expect given what Barney keeps saying. Right, right, right. Um, And you see Lily kind of pause, but she is all about it, super turned on, and Robin is not thrilled. She's actually really grossed out about it. You can see from her body language that she's pretty angry. Yeah. Um, And Barney just keeps ignoring the fact that she is pissed and countering... Everything that he says is something negative. Like, you know, he says something like, we're all friends here. And she's like, no, we're not. But yeah. he just ignores everything that she says. And he
0: says, Marshall made me go. Okay, buddy. Oh, yeah. Sure. And 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 stripper Lily is the third doppelganger, very much like Lily. Lily is the horn dog of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, And so while we might be surprised that Lily is so cool, and Robin is the one with the problem, based based solely on Marshall's um, problems, fantasizing about other people. We then remember, oh, Lily's Lily's a horn dog. Yeah, she's not like Marshall, so of course she thinks this is fucking cool. So we're back on the date. We're we're walking the streets of New York with with Jen and Ted, and we're learning more about why the date went wrong, and so much of it. Is misunderstandings. So Jen assumed that Ted was a dick because she didn't, he didn't offer her his coat. But he didn't because he was trying to look tough because she had been talking about her Marine Corps firefighter, Firefighter. bare knuckle boxing ex boyfriend. That, I think that is the only, that is the one thing that I would say universally don't talk about your exes on your first date. Yeah. The rest of the stuff is, is, them being them. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: if someone doesn't like it, someone doesn't like it, you know? And that's okay. As Casey Musgrave says,
1: I was just going to say, you can't be everybody's cup of tea. And why would you want to be? Some like it black.
0: Some like it green.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But really, and that
0: final line of the song is so perfect of, why would you want to be be? everyone's cup of tea? Don't you want to be special to somebody? You know? Mm -hmm. So, that was the best part. Um, and then we're back at the bar. And Lily will not shut up about Stripper Lily. She wants to know if there was a shower on stage because she is sure that Stripper her, a.k.a. Jasmine, would get in there with another girl and go bananas. And that, my friends, is a clear case of... My <laughs> Yay! First of season five. Um, But yeah, and so here's what you're talking about. Robin's clearly pissed despite what Barney is saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Barney, to sort of distract from all of this, he acts like he was doing this benevolent thing for Marshall by saying that he needed to help him get past this weird issue he has um, when it comes to fantasizing about other women and... (laughs) Again, we were surprised by Lily's reaction. It seems like she might think it's cute right away as she's listening and how Marshall's explaining, I only do it because I just, I love you so much and I can't picture myself with anyone else. She's just like, you fucking kill me off. Could you not murder me? Could you not, maybe not murder me. And I was trying to think if I, I definitely don't kill Liz off, but I, I can't, If I, if I fantasize about anybody, it's usually like, you know, Megan Rapinoe, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not the busty delivery girl, like anyone in my, from that one time in like my real life. And yes, usually I'll be like, okay, well, um, let's pretend for some reason Liz becomes like a completely different person and, and dumps me like that's, I do have to do that Mm -hmm. because it's just so, it's so divorced from my reality. Mm, You know? I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know what it is. I just feel like, well, I, it just feels, it just, I I wouldn't say it feels wrong. I just feel like I need to set it up so I don't feel like I'm dream cheating. I guess I'm Marshall.
1: You are, yeah. I guess I'm Marshall here. And Chris and I are Lily. Yeah. He watched, he watched, you know, that whole like scene and then. We, I kind of just skipped the Ted parts and showed him the episode, yeah. and he was like, man, with any other girl, I would have felt real bad the whole time watching this episode and just felt, like, guilty and ashamed, yeah. but I don't have to feel that way. I was like, it's uh, hey, fine. I know, and it's it's not
0: like I think that Liz would care, and I'm sure she doesn't have this thing.
1: But you just can't wrap I your can't, brain I, and it. I just can't,
0: and I wouldn't, I just wouldn't want to unless something horrible happened with her you know what I mean like I don't know I don't don't know what it is
1: I I respect it yeah yeah
0: yeah so it's just like oh my god I'm Marshall and I'm never Marshall you know he's my favorite but I'm usually Liz is the Marshall
1: I'm definitely not Robin
0: here yeah if you if if you were to fantasize about someone who wasn't me would you kill would you have to kill me I definitely have to yeah Kill you. Oh, that's so cool. that's <laughs> so I do, I have to do that. I don't kill you off, but I pretend that you became a, a horrible monster and left me. Well, so I, it's no, not, I but I don't feel that. guilty. It's it's, it's just weird. a weird thing. Yeah. But it's like Megan Rapino, you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't have to kill me for that. I either pretend that she left me or that mm-hmm. she's like, Megan Rapino's like totally cool, like go for it. You know, like she, has, she yes. has to be, there has to be buy in there. Um, anyway. <clears throat> I love Marshall's line of, we're like this close to a cure.
1: I know. He's so <laughs> serious about like this fantasy that he's had. Yeah. It's so sweet. Fucking silly. Sort
0: of. um, and so now they're at, uh, Jen and Ted have arrived at McLaren's and they go inside and Ted's like, now, you know, they're my friends. So they might be really nice about me and not be able to help us at all. But of course, everybody is ready to go. With their opinions about how Ted probably fucked up seven years ago. All
1: the things. All the things.
0: And Robin specifically is jumping in definitely with things from when they dated. About the check
1: and the everything else. The for picking up yeah. a $19 check. And she, like, even gives him, like, a pointed look.
0: Yeah. She's like, remember that fucking time? But also, a $19 check in New York City. Come on.
1: What'd you get, two coffees? I know. Come on. Facebook. Um, These- they split a quesadilla. Yeah, right.
0: an appetizer sized quesadilla. Um, yeah. So, yeah, everyone really lets him have it. And Jen says the most bananas thing that any of them have heard. Oh my
1: God. Because
0: of all the pretentious, silly Ted things, she thought he was a player.
1: Which is just. Yeah. And you everyone- see. Go ahead. Yeah going to say like everyone's like what and even Ted says me? Ted says me and then he's like
0: upset that everyone else is so shocked. He has like a great Josh has like a great moment there of being surprised and then being like, "Geez, guys." It's a little pointed. Yeah. Um but so we we flash back to 7 years ago. We get to see, you know, Lily's Lily's wig and um it turns out Ted wasn't checking out a girl at the bar. Mustache Marshall was in the bar that night. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he had to he had to acknowledge that. But again, it was a misunderstanding, you know, based on the assumptions that had grown over the night. Um right. and of course, he brings her up to the roof. He brought Robin up to the roof. We know that the roof is the magical spot even if apparently you're not having a great time. Um And they kissed and it was good. And they're both like, what? What went wrong? Like, Mm -hmm. I remember the kiss. The kiss was great. But then a light flips on for Jen as she's walking through those final moments of the date. He promised to call and he didn't. And Ted hits her with, I've been so busy, which he said to fucking Natalie. Way back in season one, Return of the Shirt. I've been like super busy. (laughs) Fucking wow.
1: dead. A little scumbag.
0: What a scumbag. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: um let's see, alright. So at the bar, Lily and Marshall are together and Lily is trying to reassure Marshall that it's okay that he fantasizes about other women. But <laughs> Uh, you know, he should be able to do it without feeling guilty or having to kill her off. And I love the line about how Marshall's all confused about death and sex and that <laughs> you can't drive past a cemetery without getting a partial. Yeah. I love that line. So sweet. I was just like, Oh, marshmallow. Like you poor, poor man. Yep. Um, but at this much, you know, it's such a part of his routine. He <clears> really doesn't know any other way. So Lily decides that she's going to take matters into her own hands <laughs> and they go off to the lusty leopard and Lily gives him permission to just fantasize about Jasmine because it's basically her.
0: <laughs> oh, and she's really just doing this all for Marshall, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. It's it's she is so selfless so in this. Selfless. Like she's really not interested at all. No, not at all. It is just for Marshall. Yeah. Um, and also then we see Barney and Robin, and Robin just looks uncomfortable. It's just mm-hmm. really not it didn't, I didn't like what looking at them together. I know. Um, it br- and it, what's <clears throat> crazy, as though Robin doesn't know him, he pretends he doesn't go to the Lusty Leopard often. When he talks about the Lusty Leopard often. All
0: the, all the time. And I, you just wouldn't expect Robin to have this issue. You know? Like... She's mm-hmm. always been the bro of of yeah. of the group, of, with, of the girls, and they've hung out together and smoked cigars and everything. So them being in a relationship has really changed the dynamic mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she would have – well, I mean, of course, she wouldn't have cared if Ted went to a strip club when they were dating, right? Like she barely – she was really, really new to the whole relationship thing and – barely wanted to listen to his story. So I'm sure she would have loved, because he went out a whole night and it took her retracing those steps to yeah. figure out like just how how much she should care. Um, important in this scene when we see Jasmine come out, the music from OK Awesome is playing in the background. I think it's the final scene when Barney is dancing with his cousin. yeah. I think that's what it is. Anyway, at that's, some point that, in that, OK that's, Awesome, that, that's, it's that's,
1: the, that's quite a sentence. It's the song when Barney's dancing with his cousin. <laughs> Sorry, grinding. Yeah, they we were grinding with his cousin.
0: Yeah. Anyway, continue.
1: Um. Ugh, yeah, so Barney's pretending like he doesn't go often, <laughs> but he can't hide because everyone from the DJ to the cocktail waitress <laughs> recognizes him. Yeah. Um. But we have stripper Lily who comes out, and real Lily is just absolutely mesmerized. Throws a hundred dollar bill at her. <laughs> Um, and is just having the best night of her life. Meanwhile, Barney keeps ignoring how uncomfortable Robin is and just saying what how this is just the best. This is just the best.
0: <sighs> Denial. And Robin
1: says to him that, you know, we're dating now, and that means that they should <clears throat> have a serious talk about this.
0: Yeah. Well, the 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 ruse is over, right? Now they're officially yep. dating. Yep. Even in private, they admit it. And, yeah, it's time to... It's time to have a conversation, but will they? Mm, doubt it. Mm. Um, best line of the episode here. Crawl
1: for it, stripper me. I love Lily watching stripper Lily.
0: And then she's like, wow, she crawls fast. And she's like, come on, give me the money. Such give
1: a- me another hundred. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> what? No really? wonder she's fucking crawling fast. Yeah, right? Um, Shit. So back up on the roof. Ted tries to apologize for not calling and and this this thing happens where they're talking about if if the date had gone a little bit better in all of these different areas maybe things you know maybe they'd still be mm-hmm. together now right mm-hmm. and they both kind of get swept up in this one of Ted's fantasies right of Ugh. of all <laughs> the ways they could have changed themselves over one night for right. a, for a stranger just so they wouldn't be alone right now and dating, still dating. Um, and we get a classic hymnium song, Rewind by Goldspot. I don't think I could ever hear this song and not see the check dance and mm-hmm. the wedding and all of that. Um, and I feel like that's like the same, the wedding set is the same set as the funeral set. Like there's a lot of fantasy yeah. stuff going on in yeah. this in this episode. Um Just like we have their double date of them dating themselves, and then we have Robin Robin and Barney and Lily and Marshall's actual first date is at the fucking Lusty Leopard. (sighs) I know, I just realized that as I was talking. uh. Um, So anyway, he's basically saying if everything had gone right, meaning they'd been less themselves, maybe they would have actually ended up together. Um and again at at the Lusty Leopard, Barney is just not listening to Robin at all and we're starting to see these little cracks forming. Mm-hmm. Um but of course, Marshall and Lily as always stronger than stronger than anyone else in the group because they've been tested and they've mm-hmm. come out strong. Um and apparently Lily bought <laughs> Lily bought them a dance in the champagne room. So Marshall's going to go get ground like some pepper, which I love. It's just so Oh good. my gosh. Um, and lastly, Ted remembers why he didn't call. Just as they're, you know, f- lost in this fantasy of, you know, maybe we sh- we would be together right now. <clears throat> and the reason is it's a good reason. He's not a dick. They don't fit. Mm-hmm. They are not compatible. First of all, Ted hates cats and likes dogs. Like
1: off the top. Right off the bat, yeah. Right off the bat,
0: not compatible. Um <clears throat> he likes being who he is. And he said all this to Robin back in on their first date of mm-hmm. this is who I am and I'm I'm I like who I am and I like how crazy I am right off the bat and if someone stuck it out I think I'd be a really good a really good husband. So she realizes the same thing like I'm not going to change I don't really want to change and it's an excellent lesson that you really should hold out for someone who doesn't just tolerate you Mm -hmm. but who likes all of the weird shit about you and they don't love you despite your flaws but they love you because of them and they're not fucking flaws it's just who you are parts of who you are yeah and it's totally possible So don't try to make yourself smaller or make yourself fit in a different fucking mold for someone you barely know. Be yourself and see what happens. Like, I remember dating somebody who hated that I laughed loudly in a movie theater.
1: I dated somebody who hated that I chewed bubble gum. Like, ever?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What are the other ones? Like, someone said I chewed loudly... They're like all these little things where I was like like I still remember being criticized for these small things. Liz has never fucking said anything about any of these things. You know what I mean? Either sh- I just busted her glass and it's a spoiler alert situation or none of that matters when it's the right person. You know? Yeah. As soon as as soon as the girl was like sh- like shushing me in the movie theater, I was like, "Oh, this is not. This is not it." I'm never That's gonna stop up. enjoying a movie enthusiastically. Nor should like, you. Like get fucked, get absolutely fucked. So if you want to watch it in complete like self conscious silence, go ahead. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna clap. I'm gonna scream when things are scary. I paid good money. I'm. This is going to be a whole it's experience. Your entertainment. That's yeah. right. That's right. So. So yeah, make sure you wait for your shellfish, lady. And we find out that when he told their mother that joke, she did laugh.
1: Only 30% pity. Only
0: 30%. Yeah.
1: So after the credit scene, we get uh, Lily, Stripper Lily, and uh, (laughs) Kindergarten Lily. Or Kindergarten, sorry, Kindergarten Jasmine. Kindergarten Jasmine, yeah. Yeah. Like so we see uh stripper stripper Lily fumbling on the pole and Marshall makes a comment to Lily who <laughs> is a little bit confused and has a really bad accent yeah. and starts smoking cigarettes and Stripper Lily then falls and Marshall realizes it's actually Lily, his wife. So she was trying to live out some of those fantasies.
0: What I want to know is why did Jasmine choose that wig? <laughs> you know, because her hair is like like Lily's. Exactly, like Lily's. All of
1: it. Why that, that, all of that, it? Yeah, like, the, the whole look is like...
0: horrible. Like a saloon girl. <laughs> right?
1: And I mean, you can just tell. From like, like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Because like, <laughs> it's still proper looking. Lily,
0: Allison Hannigan could not fake being a stripper at all. Like, they... Barely show her on that that on that pole. She does like there is no. Um,
1: it's so bad. Yeah, there's and no like,
0: natural talent.
1: I'm embarrassed for I know, her. She's like, like
0: touching the the corset, and it's like ooh, pan away, pan away. <laughs> um, and
1: her face is like yeah, poly- yeah. It's 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 hilariously is it bad. So, is she trying to be bad, or is it just that she actually is bad and leaned into it?
0: I mean, it's the lusty leopard, so I'm thinking it's not. The most
1: talented girls in the city. I went to a strip club once, where um, was oh, it? Wh- Juicy. Uh, str- wh- no, it was in um, New Haven. My friends and I went. Mm. Hold on, Oh, I made Chris's chair, and there's like all these fancy like armrests. Do Yeah. Look at your um, little braid. Uh, yeah, I got, I got Old two. Braids.
0: Sweeties.
1: Um, no, but I went to, uh, my friends and I went to a strip club one night after class in New Haven and one of the strippers had knee pads on Wow! and there was a legit man in the corner with a trench coat on. Wow. Am- yeah. That's It was, wild. it was special. Yeah. I've
0: never actually been to one. I want to go to one in Atlanta. Oh, I
1: love strip clubs.
0: <clears throat> I like to go to one in Atlanta where they do like acrobatic crazy shit, like climbing it's up to the amazing.
1: ceiling. It's yeah. amazing to watch. Like it is... That shit is not easy no, to do, and all. it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. I love watching them go up and down the pole. It's just, it's you have to do it.
0: Did you have you seen Hustlers, the movie? No. Oh, girl, it's so good. I know, it's I know. it's real, real good. It's real good. Um. So anyway, what did you think of Double Date?
1: I uh, like. The the mm-hmm. doppelgangers is the best part of the whole episode, of course. Yeah. Um. And I like the I like I like Jen. Yeah. I wish I mean they're not compatible. Right. If but if Ted didn't hate cats and uh, wasn't turned off by the check dance, like all it's yeah. like the things lined up like. I felt like their chemistry was good on the show, and she fit in really well with the group.
0: Yeah. And And I was like,
1: of course she's not going to stay around because I like her.
0: Right. And (laughs) Ted and brunettes do well together. Yeah, You know, Mm -hmm. like there's there's a blonde problem on this show. And so, you know, Jen was going to be a cool brunette. All right. So let's get into... Our Legendary Moments, if you are a member of our Patreon, you get your email read in its entirety. And I did cut some of these down
1: for Ooh. non-patrons
0: because we have 15 of them.
1: All right. Johnny writes, hey, k and K. I hope this finds you well. Season 5, Episode 2, Double Date. I enjoyed this episode, but at the same time, when I first watched it, I started to feel hopeless for Ted Aww. to have gone on so many dates and now come to one that he had seven years earlier and he didn't even remember her. That said, my leg mo for this episode is when Barney comes into the bar and tells the gang that he got tickets for the Origins of Chewbacca exhibit. Robin's line is priceless. Yeah, isn't it a little early in our relationship to do something that would end our relationship? <laughs> that is a funny line, but also a sick burn. Yeah. I would also have loved to have gone to that Origins of Chewbacca exhibit. <laughs> same, Johnny. Same. <laughs> Keep up the awesome work, Johnny B.
0: I, I love um Lily's line too, of why why and he's like no no d- who not who I, and she's like Guess yeah who? i heard you
1: <laughs> All it right. was real good
0: <laughs> next up is rick <clears throat> and rick says hi ladies wow what an episode again props to director pam Fryman that's right mm. like the last episode they do some interesting camera work here with the doubling effects of the past and present dates yeah totally they're vi- they're definitely expanding their uh their range of of cinematography in season five um, <clears throat> there's the obvious legendary moments here, of the doppelgangers so I'll mention some of my smaller favorites the performance of the pastor giving the eulogy in Marshall's fantasy his voice was so spot on wholesome, even while talking about Marshall's sex fantasy, it made me laugh um, also Barney ignoring Robin's dislike of strip clubs did one of your whores tell you that? oh yeah, Robin's <laughs> line and the true to life strip club DJ voice, good ones thanks Rick love it And this is, Uh, her name is pronounced Cécile. She's French. Cécile. Yeah.
1: Thank you for telling me that Mm -hmm. because you know I'm not good with the accents. Hey, girls. First, I'm so proud to be a new member of your Patreon. I feel like being part of a really cool gang. (gasps) Welcome, uh, Cécile. We're happy to have you. Yay. And Thank you. Second, please excuse my French. I hope I'll make no mistake and you'll understand me. It's my first email to you, so I have so much to say to you. You can keep part for you if you prefer. (laughs) i'd like to say thank you your podcast is such a good moment hearing your smiling voices your jokes and all this talking about the show i love the most is such a comforting moment to me in france we are no longer locked down, but we have to be home at six o'clock p.m so i go to work every day i'm a dog groomer and if french are not the kindest population let me say (laughs) that some of them are even worse and even meaner since this covid crisis So it's sometimes really hard to deal with some of them. And as a sensitive person, I cry a lot. We are both sensitive people, too. Yeah. Something you love. Uh, So when something bad happens at work, I immediately put on one of your episodes to make me feel better. Thank you to be the voices that make us feel better. You're like a hug or a warm blanket. What a sweetie. Mm. So sweet. Then I want to say that hearing you talk about Rachel's cookies when we live in France is very frustrating. Oh, sorry, Cecil. Can she send some overseas? LOL. Finally, I get to the point where I talk about my ledge mo. Fun fact, maybe I am sometimes not as funny as I think. So, oh, same. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> this episode is translated fun. as. Hang on, let me in see. French. Let me uh, let me fr- get there. A never a never ending day. I'll highlight it for you. Uh,
0: un jour sans fin. Yeah. Thanks. Interesting. We we'll say that again. Un jour sans fin.
1: I feel like I clicked Translate on my computer with the little speaker and it was like the computer was <laughs> perfect. Un jour sans fin. In France. A mm-hmm. never ending day. Which is so bad compared to yeah. the original title. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. But well. I think it's like Groundhog Day. Mm, yeah. That premise. You know, like the movie. Yeah, Maybe. Well, this episode is really nice, but t- to me, the one before was so epic that it makes it quite less good. So as my Legmo, I choose the fantasy Marshall has to make him feel good about thinking of another woman. Most of all, the disease he chose, the hiccup. I laugh so loud when Lily dies in an ultimate hiccup case. <laughs> yes. Thanks again. I promise the other email from my mo will be way shorter than this one. Love you. Thank you, Cecile. Merci, Cecile. Et ton anglais
0: est impeccable said her English is perfect. Um, fun fact, Groundhog Day is called Un Jour Sans Fin in French, the movie. So good job, Caitlin, with those context clues. Okay, next up is uh, a legimo from someone with a very cool name, Rufus. Mm. And Rufus writes, my legendary moment for this episode is Marshall's. Even just an everyday phrase book would be helpful. <laughs> Absolutely h- hilarious, and as a huge Star Wars fan myself, I can relate. Close runner-up goes to the repetition of everyone knowing the location of the Chewbacca exhibit. Once again, Obviously, thank you so much and yeah. love from the UK, Rufus.
1: Thanks, Rufus. Next, David M. writes, So I love this episode. The hmm. idea of going on the exact same date with someone and neither of them knowing it is just hilarious. Ledge Mo just has to be the entire jacket scene so hilarious. I love pretentiously oblivious Ted, <laughs> but really just everything Ted does on that date is wonderful. Shellfish puns, pointing out typos on the menu, that's my kind of jazz. Oh. The Mar- Barney Marshall plotline is just strange to me, not bad, just weird, but second legmo for introducing stripper Lily. I love all the doppelgangers, but this one easily leads to the most comedy. I love how into it Real Lily is. <laughs> Crawl for it. <laughs>
0: Thanks, David. Uh, Thank you. Up up next is Caitlin's friend, Adam. Oh, hey, Adam. What's up? Uh, Adam says, I find this episode hilarious and hit close to home. I went on the same date years later, just like Ted, with the same girl. Whoa! Both dates went well, and we both realized on the second date we've had this date before. I love this episode. But just like Ted, I pushed on and... Had an amazing second first date. And oh my God, you know someone whose name is Adam. Wow, I'm going to have to write that down. LOL. Love how you ladies are back with season five. Stay safe and stay awesome, Adam. Good job, Adam. That was excellent.
1: That was so good. That's so good. I love it. Matthew writes, Hi, K&K. Double date is another episode where I find myself mixed. The introduction Mm. of the doppelganger runner is a nice touch. Lily's enthusiasm about her doppelganger being a stripper is amusing. And the honest discussion Lily and Marshall have with each other is very nice to see. But Ted's blind dates aren't all that interesting to me. Mm. Both he and the Jen character feel so weird and off-putting that I'm not surprised they laugh back to each other after seven years. (laughs) And of course, Barney is still so immature and oblivious that he can't figure out Robin is unhappy, mm. which frustrates me because their dynamic is the most interesting in the entire series, in my opinion. Mm. So, my legendary moment is just going to be Marshall and Lily's marriage. They act, they actually act like married adults. They may fight and have tension, but they actually talk through their issues. They don't pretend their issues don't exist. And Marshall is once again so Midwestern, aw shucksy doodles that he's adorable. Yeah. As always, thank you for everything you do. Creating a good and successful podcast is a lot of hard work, but the hard work is apparent in how intelligent and hilarious every episode is. Stay beautiful and awesome.
0: Matthew! Matthew. I'm blushing. So sweet. Uh, Next up is our buddy Tish, and Tish says my legendary moment is the irony that Lily's more okay with the strippers than Robin, but let's be honest, that really isn't a surprise. We know Lily swings both ways. Bisexual Lily alert! (laughs) That's right! Side note, doppelganger or time. P.S. This is the 90th episode of HimYim. Regards, Tish. Thank you,
1: Tish. Next is Jeff, and Jeff writes, I hope you are both well. This episode isn't a favorite, but my mo is the structure of the episode itself. I love it when they weave things back and forth in time. Yes, yes. that's one of my favorite things about the show, is how they play with that, for sure. Amen. Um. Yeah, and it's
0: also another episode where, you know, people have these perceptions, and then we get the full story right of that of that date seven years ago uh next up is nikki and nikki says hey k and k my legendary moment for double date is doppelganger lesbian robin enough said amen happy valentine's day love nikki
1: thanks nikki all right, Allison B. writes, My Legmo for this episode is that beautiful song that plays during Ted's date. As always, the song choices on this show are epic.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up is Anna. And Anna says, My legendary moment is at the very end where Jasmine and Lily switch places. And Jasmine says, May I have money for shopping? Mo- May I have monies for shopping?
1: I love all... That was a good, a good impression of her bad accent. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. What'd you say, buddy?
1: <laughs> oh, yes. I love... Lily. I Lily. am this
0: Lily. I love all the doppelganger stuff. Yeah, me too, Anna. Me too. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Clint writes next. Hey, beautiful ones. So this was the episode I was waiting for. Aww. My legmo is the revelation of the doppelgangers in the Hymium universe. Even though we get a good introduction of Mustache Marshall and Stripper Lily, I really want to explore lesbian, I mean, sports enthusiast <laughs> Robin a little further. Just because a woman is tossing a baseball and has short hair, it doesn't necessarily mean she's a lesbian. No, so cl- we, claim we claim her. We claim her. Yeah, we want her. We claim Robin. It's okay. I'm okay with the stereotype. Yeah, you got her. She's got those uh, That's the a, jeans and the boots. That's Come a lesbianic situation. Anyway, glad you're back for season 5. Looking forward to your recaps, especially zoo or false. Don't hit me. Here's to a much much better 2021 for all of us. I'd say more, but I don't want it to seem shellfish.
0: Hey, hey Clint. Clint. Yours, Good et cetera, Clint. Excellent. <clears throat> well done. Wow, I've really built up my the the hellfire I'm going to rain on Zoo or False. I better right? deliver. I better drink some coffee that night. Um All right. Next up is David R. And David says, Hi, ladies. I know we are two episodes into season five, but I am excited y'all are back. Last episode was great. Thanks, David. Um, For Double Date, I go back and forth on how much I like this episode. Sometimes I think it's good. Sometimes I don't. I definitely enjoy the doppelganger storyline. That always comes back around in fun ways my ledge mo for this episode i have to go with ted's explanation of why he wasn't going to call jen back i think the majority of people would have done what he did in 2002 just ghosted them i'm i most likely would have this is probably one of ted's more mature moments in the series i appreciate his honesty to jen in that they both deserve people who like their little quirks that's Mm -hmm. the dream right thanks david r good call i'm so glad someone picked that as the moment
1: agreed agreed and our last legendary moment comes from edwin edwin writes hey beautiful ladies hope you're having a great evening my legendary moment for this episode is definitely marshall killing lily for his (laughs) fantasy the fact that he has to murder his wife to be able to think of other women is sweet yet terrifying i'm glad i was able to send this in thank you gals so much for this podcast and i can't wait for the next episode love edwin i mean thank you edwin he's not really murdering her no just imagining an alternate reality where she gets sick and dies and that's yes that's that is
0: i i mean i'm team marshall on this because that is what i find myself doing whether it's right or wrong or whatever it's not that liz would give a shit and it's not that in like my normal life i give a shit but i just love her so much and i can't i can't i just i just can't imagine it so yes alternate reality not murder i just want to be clear i also love chris oh so no much. no i'm just saying, we we just we love in different ways you know what i mean it's I still just beautiful love all around i just don't
1: want the listeners oh, to um, oh no no, you know. no 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 i know you know
0: no we have we have different we have different relationships both deep love Deep love. The deepest of loves.
1: And you know what I think is the best of like mutual respect too. Yeah. That's like I think like my favorite part about yeah. know, my relationship with Chris.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is big dick. The big dick <laughs> gross. Um, so anyway, <laughs> what is your legendary moment for a double date, Caitlin?
1: It's definitely the doppelgangers. I just mm-hmm. love the introduction <clears throat> of that. But also very close to the whole fantasy scenario and how detailed Marshall is. The
0: fucking paper bag is so funny because
1: His I mean, face. how long has he been having this fantasy?
0: Right? Like it, it seems like it grows in complexity. Yeah,
1: there's more de- Yeah. Yeah. You know, Every time. like now
0: there's a foundation in her name, like
1: they're this close to
0: a cure. really making progress, raising a lot of money. It's just so fucking funny. Um, for me, it's, it's the line, crawl for it, stripper me. I just, I love it. I love Lily in this episode. Um, she's just, she's amazing. And yeah, I love Jasmine. And I hope we get to that see wig. Jasmine again. How about it? How about it? All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for one of my favorites of season five, Robin 101. yay so send your legendary moments to hey beautiful podcast at gmail.com thanks as always to rachel's cookies and treats for being our sponsor i am so sorry to our european friends who cannot cannot partake um but we love you guys anyway um and also cecile i know you've got a patisserie near you you'll be fine Um, Okay. Please. Go have a real please. pain chocolat and you'll be fine.
1: So um, just keep speaking French, please. <laughs> and thank
0: you. If you love this recap, leave us an Apple podcast review. It would be a great birthday gift for one of your favorite podcast hosts. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen. So you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be
1: legend. Wait for it.
0: This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All.